When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's funny, I was watching the Emmys on Monday and... Did you see me? <laughs> well, that's the funny thing. I, I saw you... But, but I was like, wait, I think I'm interviewing that guy in a few days. Like, and then like nothing against you. I was just like, no, like, why would he be there? Like that, that, that can't be it. And I just kind of dismissed it. And then I saw your Instagram post. So I'm like, oh, that was him. That oh was. my goodness. <laughs> I know. I well, did not expect to be right there. <laughs> yeah, I know. And yeah, you're right. Yeah. Next to Oprah and uh, all that and fun. Ralph and uh, Quinta <laughs> and Jimmy Kimmel and that moment. I, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find a nice way to ask this, but what were you doing there? <laughs> what, oh, uh, um, how'd you get invited? In? There? <laughs> well, I went to the <laughs> ceremony because my best friend was presenting. Um, my best friend uh, is Ismael Cruz Cordova, and he is the first black elf in the Lord of the Rings franchise. So oh, that's... Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So it was presenting. Um, it was cool, though, because this was our first year being invited to any kind of Emmy parties. And then he found out he was going to present. And he was like, will you be a plus one? I was like, uh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> are you really asking me that? <laughs> Why are you asking? But we did not expect that. Ta- we So then he told me the table. And we were like, holy shit, it's going to be Oscar, Oscar Isaac and Alvaro Wilde and... Uh, Seth Rogen and whatever. And so we were freaking out about that. And then when we walked in, we were like, oh my God, this table is by the stick. What the fuck? <laughs> um, and then, of course, Oprah comes out. And if you know me, I'm I, my book starts talking about Oprah. Like I'm an Oprah stand. So she comes out and I'm just in shock, but not realizing I'm on camera because I'm like, of course, it's going to be just on Oprah. And then during commercial break, I have all these text messages with these photos of my <laughs> fucking stunned face. Yes. <laughs> like, Didn't you? Is, are those the ones you posted on Instagram? Like the yes, ones? Yes, yeah. yes. People's like screenshotting their TV, being like, you bitch, you on TV. <laughs> Fix your face. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, you have you. You might have already said it, but was this your first time at the Emmys? Because I know you're yes. part of Big Big Mouth, because that's a Emmy Emmy nominated show, Big Mouth with yeah. Nick Kroll and all that. Uh, so yeah, first time, man, and yeah, wow, that's uh, <laughs> to uh, to be right there. Oprah comes out right away, and listen, yeah, I got Keenan. What a first time, Lizzo. Like, which, yeah, uh, Ismael was able to give her uh, the Emmy for uh, for her show, which was great. Uh, so wild. Do you have any uh, behind-the-scenes things you can talk about that happened during the Emmys uh, on on Monday? Uh, I mean, I'll tell recording? you the juicy gossip, which is that they didn't feed us. <laughs> they gave us these boxes, what? Um, these like airplane kind of boxes, which had like chips and chocolate pretzels and like almonds and like things that you don't want to eat when you're going to be on camera, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, and you just have like chocolate in your tooth for no reason. <laughs> um, so that was yeah, because you. Well. <laughs> 
<laughs> you never know when you're gonna yeah be on camera so yeah it's like, yeah. <laughs> so like you eat those chocolate pretzels and now you got chocolate on your teeth so uh, i stuck to the chips because they were nice and clean and then uh we just drank a bunch of wine at the table hey um, at least yes. you had that at least you had the wine you know with, yes you know kumail there obviously you know oh, yes. doing the, the, the service <laughs> the bartender situation yeah. i was very excited that kel was there getting and kel i, was I know like, yeah i was freaking out it was like my whole childhood <laughs> i know but it's uh yeah you know people in our age group you know were like yeah and like i, I was sitting there with my mother-in-law and she was just like Who's that? Who? What? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> you put some respect on his name. That's Kel. Yeah. That's good burger. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's awesome that you were there. And yeah, that's uh, that's one of my bucket lists is being able to attend, uh, uh, a, you know, one of those events. I'm in a couple critics associations now, so hopefully someday, you know. Someday, yes. yes. <laughs> Get up in there. It's, I'll tell you, I feel like it's one of those things where it looks that was the thing we were talking about like it looks so glamorous you grow up watching it and then you get there and you're like oh it's it's a tv show so like right it's just a it's three fucking hours <laughs> so you're sitting there smiling and going mm. it's just like sitting through everything it's a yeah, lot especially like, after your friend presents it's like uh no no it's, it's like if you're sitting here <laughs> yeah. for another two hours <laughs> exactly <laughs> But it was oh, great. Man. It was That's awesome. No, yeah, good order. stuff. Uh, are there shows uh, you're currently watching that you were rooting for? Oh, of course. Abbott Elementary, I was 1000% rooting for. So, like, uh, you can see it that when Shirley Ralph won, uh, I lost my mind and forgot where I was and didn't yeah. give a fuck. I was like, this is church. Like, and then the soon she started singing. I think me and Nat- there's a photo of like me and Natasha Rothwell, like, immediately standing. And it's just because it was just like, this is everything like this is this is the icon this is long overdue um and she's so funny and talented in everything and especially abbott um also i'm a fan of succession oh um, yes yeah. and jennifer coolidge winning also too i mean legend that what was is, awesome yeah that, that was, was incredible speech <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant yeah yeah it's it's you know because she was you know one of those actresses it was always just you know that you know side character and everything like that but for her to yeah. be recognized for something finally it's like yes that's well, what i want <laughs> yeah i think sometimes you forget that like com- comedians and especially when you have like character actors and actresses or people who are on those sides like it's a hard fucking gig you know yeah. like to really make those jokes land and to to like carry the comedy of some of these things is really fucking hard no um, absolutely go, it's, it's easy and it's like no baby like jennifer coolidge is out there giving you nuance and work and 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 hilarity uh and it's long overdue i mean yeah and snap like we still talk about the bend and fucking snap. Like, <laughs> exactly. Know, like, That's still in our, still, still in, in our, our lexicon. It's what we quote. Guys. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> love it. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just see, yeah, I love her. And yeah, I'm glad you mentioned succession. Cause yeah. So, so happy that one. So, yes. um, but actually two seconds, can I update my Wi-Fi song on the 5g? Cause I'm like, do your thing. Out. Yep. Once again. Okay. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Perfect. Great. All right. right. And then, uh, so yeah, great stuff with the, with the Emmys. So glad you were able to watch Succession. I just finished, um, finally the season three of the boys. 
Um, oh, okay. I, I really love that show. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know, they they try to shock you a lot, and it, and it works a lot. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I've been watching that. Um, but yeah, me me and my wife, we're a rerun. You know, we'll fall asleep to The Office almost every night. Oh, okay. And, you know, we just. <laughs> but yeah, we try to try to watch new shows here and there. But yeah, Succession's high high up on that list. There's I love another a fucked one. up white family. You know, a fucked up rich white family. <laughs> I will watch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 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 There's something about that that <laughs> drama. It just it just grabs you. Nice. Um, there, oh, there was another show too. I feel like we just watched. Anyway, my my boring life. You know. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, now you know, but it's funny too because you know she won that uh, Emmy, um, Shirley Ralph, and. Yeah. Um, the movie we're talking about has a tie to her, which we'll yes. get into in a little bit. But it, it, that's a nice, you know, little. Oh yeah, little. Uh, <laughs> her speech in that movie, singing does not put food on the table. We can get, listen. Ready? <laughs> I'll give it to you. I will recite this whole movie for I you. I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait. Before we do that, though, yes. I don't want to hear about. Uh, I want to hear about you. Got to be you. I want to oh, hear about yes. your book. Is this first of all? Is this your first book? It is my first book, which is crazy. Um, yeah. yeah, it's my first book, which is really exciting. And obviously there's a lot of emotions. It's called You Gotta Be You, How to Embrace This Messy Life and Step Into Who You Really Are. And so I really set out to write this kind of um, part. I say it's part self-help, part memoir. I always say part memoir because who the fuck am I? Like, why am I writing a memoir? <laughs> but it's the <laughs> stories that I use of my life to talk about how do you um, answer this uh, question, who would I be if society never got its hands on me? Like, that's the governing question of the book. You know, we all were born into this world and then society and our communities and our families tell us, you have to be this, you have to do this, wear this, become that. Um, and at what point do we get to say, well, who am I and what do I want and what do I love? And, you know, do I want to wear a dress or heels as a man or do I want to wear sneakers and, and you know, platforms? Like, I should be able to have the freedom to ask those questions and decide for myself what's best for me as opposed to um following what others say so that's what the book is really about um finding your path to yourself yeah well because it's you know it's uh, always you know especially you know years ago it always seems like you know it's taboo to bring up questions like to even mm -hmm. ask even if you're not you know you yeah. know living you know a certain lifestyle that's against what people say like you're just asking a question like is that taboo just to ask like that's you know you that's can't even be curious Everybody yeah i feel like they know everything and i think we are a society especially in america that values being right and values being correct and kind of refuses to um be curious and like say oh i don't know or like i'd like to learn or i'd like to expand um, and so I'm asking for people to be curious about the world and other people and other experiences, but also be curious about yourself, you know, yeah. be curious about what you want and, and, and what kind of life you want to live and then leave people the fuck alone, you know, respect people. Right. Yeah. 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 No, definitely. I like, yeah. I mean, that's definitely an attitude people need to have as well. Now, what was your, I mean, did you have support growing up or were you one of those was it one of those taboo families where it's like no you don't ask that like what? um you know i think I, I i definitely had support uh growing up even though i felt alone i grew up in an immigrant household my family's from trinidad so i'm first generation american um so there you know there's still like the straddling of the lines of, of being caribbean black inside of america so like the two cultures of, of caribbean black versus african-american um but then as I got older and kind of queerness became more, uh, 
to the forefront because I think I was always an effeminate child. But when it was really like, oh, puberty hit and like those feelings, um, there was a kind of a shift in that uh, support. And then t- 10 years ago, uh, my mother became a born again Christian uh, and it really took a, a left turn. Um, and so we have not, we don't really have a relationship uh, anymore at this time. Maybe we will one day, but right now yeah. we don't. Um, but that was one of those. And the things I talk about in the book is, you know, how do you create boundaries? Uh, and how do you create boundaries, especially with family, the people that and, and friends that you grew up with and that you love, but being in relationship with them uh, may not be safe anymore. You know, uh, right. so how do you lovingly set those boundaries? Like, I don't believe that boundaries have to be aggressive and have to be a, a fight. I think it can really be a loving and intentional thing that you do to protect yourself and protect your space so you can continue to to live a full uh, and happy life, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, what? <laughs> why don't people, you know, why don't certain folks want people to be happy like i mean isn't that what it's all about you know what's it's uh now i know this uh, is the genesis of this book sort of um the it it seems like anyway from what i've read that it came from when you were posting on instagram Mm -hmm. you know through the through the whole you know the black lives matter yeah exactly uh, the the uprising and racial reckoning and that the world was having um, after the death of George Floyd. Yes. So after that happened, I put out this video called To My White Friends, which is basically a 10 minute video where I looked into camera. I actually, to this day, have never watched it again. Um, but I was telling white people, what I, my white friends, what I needed them to know about what happens to a black person every time a headline, uh, a new name is in the is in the headlines, um, and I woke up to that video the next day having you know almost a million views and suddenly hundreds of thousands uh, or not a hundred thousand people just like commenting and messaging in this kind of new platform and so the idea came to write this book and my editor. Um, who I ended up with was really smart and said, you know what, there's going to be a lot of anti-racism books coming out. Um, But what we don't talk about a lot is Black queerness and the intersections of being Black and queer. And so would you be interested in in kind of pivoting to that direction? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. So that's where this was born from, was how do I talk about Black queerness and and learning to love the intersections of my identity? Um, But even though it's specific to me, I know that anyone knows what that is anyone who has to live in intersections knows what it is to wrestle to to um love those things and 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 live in the center of those things as opposed to compartmentalizing it so that's really what the the book kind of pushes for absolutely now when you were approached like you said this is your first book was it mm-hmm. you know obviously you're glad to do it happy to do it was it a little daunting at first you know like oh what, one write a book like what <laughs> yes. yeah and i was also still writing on big mouth and still recording and, and writing on the spinoff so you know the idea to like to be writing on a tv show and then also at the same time have to write a fucking book uh <laughs> yeah. on top of everything else was having with social media and all this stuff was insane um but I'm also, uh, I, I'm an organized motherfucker. So <laughs> I love a list. I love a plan. So I love a schedule. So that's what I did. I just sat down and said, okay, we're going to take it piece by piece, schedule it out. And, uh, you know, I made some um, some weekend dates to like just book a hotel or a little Airbnb to just like be by myself and write. And we got her out. <laughs> yeah, that's no, that's great. How long did it take you? 
Um, I wish I had longer, but I was given like about a year uh, <laughs> to like get the whole thing done, which yeah. I, in book time is not a lot of time. Um, right. So yeah, because it was like for, in the first five months, you turn in that first draft and they have a couple months to redo it. So the whole process for me was about a year. Yeah, that's wow. Yeah, that's <laughs> I could say Quick that's, fucking that's turnaround. How, how much? Uh, well, you said you're organized and everything. I'm sure. Was there procrastinating involved? And, of course, and all? <laughs> the past procrastination, lots of weed smoking, some wine drinking. Ah, that, I'll write <laughs> that stay. chapter tomorrow. You know, <laughs> tomorrow. lots of watching reruns of Living Single. You know, yeah. just like <laughs> lots that's... of rocking back and forth after you know put, spilling my guts on the page. Yeah, so, that, yes, that, yes. that chapter sounds like a tomorrow Brandon's it problem. Really does. You know, it's. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Oh man, yeah, I, I can't imagine. I would also love to read a book uh, you write about um, organization because I need that yeah. uh, especially. Oh, so I love, I love it. I don't know why. Like uh, my mother had sent me when I was younger. She sent me to a place in New York. I think it's just in New York called Sylvan's Learning Center, and uh, because I needed like extra help with tutoring or with like math, um, so they do like specialize like five kids at a table with a teacher. But then they also had like a study skills section, and so I like learned about like how to organize yeah (laughs) like 12 and have from then on been like the most organized human being so my trauma my trauma is needing to be organized (laughs) hey kudos to you at least something good came out from uh, from (laughs) that (laughs) no that's that's great um now you know before we get into the movie anything else you want to say about the book and anything else you're working on um, yeah, the book comes out September 27th and it's available everywhere. It's also an audiobook. Um, but of course, support your local bookstore if you can. Um, and you know, anyone who just is interested in learning how to love themselves and learning how to step into the fullness of who they are, no matter what your race, your gender, your sexuality is, I think this book will hopefully be, um, a temple for you, will hopefully be a, a roadmap that you can build off of. Yeah. No, that's, that's, it sounds like a great message and yeah, definitely, uh, we'll want to get a copy. That's for sure. Um, I, I will support my local bookstore. So, um, (laughs) um, now, uh, are you, I mean, I see obviously with Big Mouth. When isn't there a new season of Big Mouth? There coming is out? October twenty eighth, I believe, is the date yeah. that it comes out. Season six. We're Seasons. always a year and a half ahead for the writers, so I'm always like, "What season?" Like we, just yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, getting that straight in your head is like I was just talking earlier about uh, time zones. I'm on the East Coast, you know. Oh so yeah, yeah, got that three hour difference, and you know, she said you had till uh, twelve fifteen. I'm like, wait, it's past what twelve fifteen. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, but um so yeah, we uh on this show uh, along with uh doing interviews and promoting uh, celebrities projects. We also like to have them on to discuss film uh, because, you know, it, I think fans are interested in that. They're, they're interested in people in the industry talking about, you know, what inspires them about the industry, what inspires them about a film, a piece of art, things like mm. that. Um, now the film you chose 
Yes. Um, I'm just chuckling a little just because it just makes me chuckle. Um, uh, <laughs> As it should. Not, o- not only, so why did you pick not only Sister, <laughs> you chose a Sister Act film, but Sister Act 2, two. not Sister yes. Act, Sister Act 2, two. Back, yes. back in the Habit, right? Yeah, Back yes, in the back Habit. In the yeah. habit. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I watched it. I, I, I mean, it's been years since I've seen it, but I, I did uh, refresh myself and watched it again. So why, why Sister Act 2? You know, that movie's been such a cornerstone in my um, in my development um, and in inspiring me to, like, keep going after the dream of, you know, writing and acting and performing. Um, and uh, I just know it like the back of my hand. And I feel like all of us who love this movie so much also love that inspiration that it gives. And it's just like, it's just a feel good movie. Sister Act is an incredible movie, by the way. Yeah. Um, but Sister Act 2, I think has this like kind of cult following of those of us of a certain generation who like know all the dance lyrics, know all the songs, <laughs> right. you know, like know all the hijinks. And also Whoopi Goldberg for me was the first time I, uh, conceptually understood what a movie star was growing up you know like, when yeah. like don't understand what industry is Whoopi was like the first one that i was like oh that's i want to go see this film because that person is in it um and uh i think that that's telling because Whoopi is especially at that time was kind of like one of the only that was like really at that level of movie stardom and she was uh, she is this dark-skinned black woman um who wasn't being given the same kind of um uh, sexual and kind of uh, attention as like a lot of you know most of the celebrities who at that time were like white and skinny and you know and she was just like a beautiful black woman who was a lead actress um, and killing it and um, blazing a fucking trail at a time when that was really fucking difficult it's still difficult yeah um, yeah it wasn't your you know typical you know, uh, you know what you know. People what call beauty standards and yeah. movie star. Yeah, and it's uh, definitely yeah. I'm sure yeah. She, inspired she felt like family. M- she felt like me. She felt like my family. She felt like people that I that I know, and that was exciting and important and necessary um, because it kind of gave me a uh, hope that I could do it. You know, yeah. All your all your like uh celebrities are white and straight and then you're the black ones that there are are like a denzel washington i don't fit into that you know i'm right i'm I'm effeminate i'm loud i'm funny and and weird and i think whoopi is those things too and like really owned it she was like i'm fucking weird and funny and talented and i'm gonna own that so i think i i really uh value um the representation that she provides provided and continues to provide Definitely. And it, this is coming off of her uh, 1990 Oscar win, Ghost. She won an Oscar yes. for that. Um, uh, have you seen that? Are you familiar oh, with that film? Of course I've seen Ghost <laughs> and Eddie and all, like, all those fucking yeah. movie movies. You know? And in those movies, she's she's one of those people that like really um, is herself. And that's exciting. Yeah. Um, uh, no. Speaking of the book, like be yourself. Like that is somebody who I think was the first time I really saw somebody being themselves. Definitely. Now, what are uh, what? what yeah, because well, first of all, Sister Act, the first one was you know more of like a crime comedy, like because it had that like crime element with her boyfriend Harvey Cattell and stuff. Um, you know, she's like 
in witness protection essentially and then mm-hmm. this one it's it's about her you know helping the next generation and helping you know people where she came from um which i yeah i think this one had a better message um you know than than the first one now are you uh what what uh what quotes are still in your repertoire to this day from this movie do you quote this movie a lot of course of course (laughs) uh if you want to be somebody if you want to go somewhere you better wake up and pay attention it's obviously one of the most important uh uh, i am not a a showgirl nor have i ever been a las vegas showgirl i am a headliner obviously (laughs) Um, uh, what was the uh the if when you wake up in the morning, you could think of nothing but singing first, then you girl, you're supposed to be a singer. <laughs> singing does not put food on the table. Singing does not pay the bills. Singing is no guarantee to a future, even if you do have talent. There are a lot of people down there singing their shoulda, coulda, woulda. Is that how you want to end up? No, mama, then, no, then you ain't got no time for no choir. <laughs> the choir and the competition is out. But mama, if you but mama one more time. Now I said the choir and the competition are out. Do you understand? Yes, mama. What else you want, <laughs> folks? Folks, I did not just play an, an actual clip. That was Brandon. Just so you guys know, that was Brandon yes. saying all of that. I did not just play a bunch of clips. <laughs> that I got is. You. Did you get a chance to meet her at the Emmys? I did not. But you know, I was okay. her first. Oh, oh, Cheryl Lee Ralph. No, I did yeah, not yeah, get yeah. to meet her. Yeah. I walked by. I oh, actually, so she. Okay, so I know Quinta, and so the first time that I met Shirley Ralph, uh, which she won't remember this at all, was at Connie and Ted's. Like, they had just been finished filming Family Feud, and then I guess they went to Connie and Ted's uh, here in um, West Hollywood for dinner, and so it was the cast, and so, I, like, I waved at her. I was like, hi. <laughs> um, hi how are you? I, I love you. Um, and then at the Emmy carpet, I saw her when she came in, because uh, Ismael was doing his press, so I saw her when she came in, obviously looked stunning, and so I yelled at her, you look gorgeous, and she was like, you do too. <laughs> uh, and so that was my my Shirley Ralph interaction. And now oh, in all those photos, she can see that I'm standing behind her, screaming <laughs> in all the photos. So uh, <laughs> one day I'll see her again and be like, "That was me in the blue suit." Yeah, uh, and then you can promote this podcast and say you talked about her on it. You know, and, yes. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> like, I've been talking about you all week, Mama. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, there's a lot of uh, definitely you know watching this now. There's a lot of the. Uh, 90s cheesiness to it you got the the uh you know yes. the 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 classic 90s like teenage angst like uh, it's hard to describe because you got the oh what what you you would know the names like the one who's a rapper the the, the white oh, uh, kid frank k uh, frank hey, k oh, yeah hey, <laughs> I mean, you, you you gotta appreciate you gotta appreciate the cheesiness, you know. It's uh, yes. I'm sorry if I'm Jennifer offending Love you Hewitt by calling it movie, cheesy. This way. is your movie. What it was is that? Cheesy. <laughs> okay, I said Jennifer good. Love Hewitt is in the movie, but it is yeah. cheesy. And I, that's why it's good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Jennifer Love Hewitt is in it. I, I I think yeah, this has to be like her first role, at least one of yeah, her one first of them, roles. For yeah. Sure. Um, but yeah, just yeah, love love the cheesiness, and then I mean, Lauren Lauren Hill, right? Yeah, Lauren yes, Hill. Lauren Hill. Before, I do. A, I think this is before the Fuji's like even yeah. dropped anything. Um, I, I do a movie show and I'm terrible with names, by the way. So I'm know, awful. It's names, it's, so big, it's it's yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, Lauren Hill. Yeah, she's she's terrific uh, in this. And yeah, you get the. Uh, I, I appreciate this too because it's you know I was thinking about it today. I was like, 
you know, these are the kind where there's no real villains, like, you know, because a lot of movies, you know, it's, it's villain and, you know, yeah. a hero. Whereas this, it's, you're just fighting against... The system. Like, yeah, the <laughs> system. Crisp. Yeah, Mr. Crisp. And then yeah. in, in Lauren Hill's case, her mom, you know, yeah. her, her mom wants the best for her. Like, she's not really a bad, you know, uh, person, you know, she yeah. just wants the best for her. And that's, you know, that's definitely something I appreciate when, you know, there's no actual bad guy it's just yeah i think that's probably why it also resonates is because you see the again the quote-unquote villain is somebody who loves you right it's like it's it's like shirley rouse character uh, as uh lauren's mom or rita rita's mom uh just wants to protect her it's obviously just like trying to keep her realistic and trying to get her to do something that's quote-unquote sensible and i think anyone can relate to that especially artists when you tell your fucking family especially if it's an immigrant family poc family you're like i want to be an actor they're like okay get the fuck out of here you're gonna be a doctor (laughs) Uh, so i think all of us like relate to 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 what you do in those moments and you root for lauren to like go to the fucking competition and it's really exciting when she does yeah. and they win you know I, I don't know why it just reminded me I, I was like doing like a high school uh homework assignment or something and you had to list like three occupations you wanted my number one was like mu- musician and then my dad was like okay uh but uh now to the next ones let's put some realistic things down there because you know it's uh yeah. <laughs> i mean here i am i'm not a mu- musician i can play music but um <laughs> but it's just like there but you know it, it's your it's your parents looking out for you you know you, you know you might because you can say all day dream it and do it you know and it, your dreams can come true but sometimes you gotta adjust them a little you know you, you, you do you, you get to you, pivot yeah, you can't let your parents. This is the thing. You can't let your parents or your community or society sphere stop you from following that thing you want to do and and giving it a real shot. It can right. expand. Like I never thought I'd write a book, right? Like I'm going after. Like I wanted to be uh, the next Whoopi Goldberg, <laughs> right? Know, I to, you know, but things happen and the dream shifts. But I'm still able to to do what I love, and I'm still in this industry and and working um, in a way that feels good. But imagine if I just like stopped, or imagine right to the naysayers you know yeah if you want yeah you, you at least need the opportunity to try you know yeah. you need the, the opportunity to give it a shot and and i think that's you know even how i you know got into this you know doing this podcast you know it didn't you know my other stuff didn't really turn out and then i kind of you pivot just you yeah move, pivot and it's just like oh wow i'm talking to awesome people all the time now and you know just <laughs> yeah it's just, yeah it's uh yeah i like that that whole message it's you you need to you need to at least have the opportunity to try and uh to go after it yeah yeah a hundred percent um i uh i wrote down a couple quotes that uh, stood out to me this time because again i haven't seen this uh in uh quite some time (laughs) uh the uh the one nun teaching the uh sex ed class (laughs) um I forget what the student says to her, like, you haven't had sex or something. Oh, yes. You don't have to bite the donut to know it's sweet. Yes. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Yes. That's Kathy Najimi, right? Uh, Hocus Pocus. Yes. Yes, yes. She is in Hocus Pocus. Yes. Um, We will get the name. Um, 
shortly. Uh, I forget the name sorry. of her character, but Kathy <laughs> Najimi. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Kathy uh, Najimi. Okay, great. We got that. Um, oh, yeah, Sister Mary Patrick is her oh, character okay, yes. name. There we go. Um, but yeah, I love her. She's so awesome. Um, what, other, what other ones did I find? Um, let's... Uh, da, da, da. I'm, I I can't quite remember this one. I wrote, wrote it down for a reason. Let me know. Oh, oh, it's the it's <laughs> the dorky nerdy kid um who's like a goody two shoes. Uh, let's turn this mother out and oh. rock the house. <laughs> Dope. They're not doing drugs, are they? <laughs> that, yes, yes. Oh, I know. Listen, <laughs> I want to play this game. You give me a quote, see if I know the line after. <laughs> well, uh, what when she's uh first speaking to the father and like. He said, "Oh, I thought you were down at a prison in Louisiana with them." And she said, "Oh, it was traumatic." And she yes. kept like changing it. Like, <laughs> yes, yes. Well, it was traumatic in a in a good way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a traumatic enjoyment of an experience. It's like what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then one more I wrote down was um, when the um, uh, the guy he can only make German sausage uh-huh. and uh, the. One, yeah, that one priest says, like, this needs a prayer. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yes. Uh, th- those are some quotes that, that stood out to me. I'm, yes. Uh, and Ruby goes, uh, oh, she goes, oh, no, I can't. Uh, Jenny Craig. <laughs> Jenny Craig, yeah. <laughs> Jenny Craig. <laughs> yeah, what I heard, I was watching it yesterday, and uh, yeah, I heard... um uh, I heard that. I was like, "Wow, Jenny! I haven't heard that Jenny Craig forever." This doesn't know the chokehold Jenny Craig had on America. I know <laughs> Jenny Craig was everywhere. Yeah, seriously. And then I thought, "What did Weight Watchers take over or something?" Yeah, I think they I, like folded into Weight Watchers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Jenny Craig was everywhere. I remember. I actually tried to. Um, when I there was a time when I was working in fitness and teaching like spin and dance cardio, and I there was a Jenny Craig in Midtown that I uh, applied to work at, and I'm walking in. It was the crappiest gym, but pink. <laughs> it was all pink because oh, Jenny yeah. Craig was like it's supposed to be like appealing to women, and women love pink, quote unquote. Apparently, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah pink goes for women, whatever. Um, but it was like a really pink, shitty gym, and I was like, and they were gonna pay like I think fifteen an hour. I was like, good for the. Yeah. Dance cardio, get yeah. out of here. <laughs> I'm good. I'm all right. I can do that at home. Uh, not worth the money. <laughs> Did you? Uh, I, apparently, um, there's supposed to be a Sister Act three. Yes, there is. Out. You better believe. I, I've been screaming at my agents. Been like, what the fuck is that movie? And how? <laughs> like, listen, I'm maybe too old to play high schooler, but who knows? I can do that. Yeah. Drew Barrymore never been kissed. Like, we can figure this out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I. Well, it's funny. Yeah, that's another thing I meant to say about the '90s teenagers. Yeah, everyone was like 25 playing high schoolers, and I think they still do that today. But it's yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so when when is it officially announced? Okay, it was announced in December 2020. So yeah, it's like I, I don't Tyler Perry's producing with Whippy. I know yeah. Kiki Palmer threw her hat in the ring. You know, Kiki Palmer keeps the job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I have no. But they like didn't say like what the premise is because I was wondering if they would like do another school premise because obviously sister act was not a school premise it was a crime true premise. yeah and like yeah what where will they take it will they kind of give us a melding of both i don't care i'll be there <laughs> i'll be in that if, if i'm not in it i'll be in the theater no matter what 
like i yeah, can't wait to support it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i will think of you when i when yes. i watch it because it yeah out, when, you'll be like oh, brandon is uh, eating he's eating well, yeah <laughs> what i well it was just it was just funny when i yeah when i saw the your choice of, of like I, I i don't know like i'm not you know knocking it or anything i was just like six sister act two man i, I haven't yeah. even thought of that movie in in years and <laughs> yeah that movie is but that's Another thing I love about doing this is, you know, sometimes it's a movie I've never seen. Sometimes it's one I haven't seen in a while. So at least gets me to watch more film and watch them again and appreciate them more. And even if I didn't quite enjoy it, um, you know, whatever movie I watched, like actually talking about it, you then start appreciating it more. And that's what I love about talking about film, too. It's like you 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 hear someone else's perspective on a certain scene or theme in the movie and then you're just like oh okay and it sort of resonates with you more and you appreciate it more and it's uh yeah it's uh yeah just just a little something about me yeah we're we're geeks i love we love talking about film and tv it's like such a it's like my happy place so i'm with you was there anything else in the running to pick uh, to talk about? Like what there any other films? Wasn't. Like when I was yeah. told I could pick anything, I was like, "Oh, it's good. I'm picking Star yeah, Trek too." Period. That's... Like, what else am I gonna? <laughs> like, that's there's... something I would love to talk about. It, um, so no, there was nothing else in the running. No <laughs> other choice. No. Um, now, yeah, I know we 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 have uh, limited time here. Did you, uh, are there uh, films uh, that came out recently that have resonated with you? Any uh, anything? Ooh like in the last five years you would say oh yeah i mean um i i think that uh the first one that came to mind is black panther um that was obviously i think for a lot of us a a, a massive incredible moment in cinema and film and and so healing and um obviously still resonates i mean that then trailer for the next one which is bittersweet for the obvious reasons um right but i'm prepared for it to be a, a another in a different way another kind of spiritual experience of how this um this franchise and this cast and creative team handles um this very important character and 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 film um uh, i'm also it hasn't come out oh, go ahead no, I was just going to say, yeah, I'm glad they found a way to still make it work. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we haven't seen it yet. Hopefully, it does work. I'm sure it will. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm still glad they were able to find a way to do it. Yeah, there's something that feels like, uh, you know, it feels like it'll honor um, Chadwick. Uh, and yeah. obviously, everyone in that film and that movie loves him. So, of course, that I know is the uh, the driving fuel and force. Um, and I think uh, it'll... Uh, I think that's kind of the the beautiful thing about art and what I love about art is the way it brings people together um, and the way that, you know, even thinking about the Little Mermaid trailer that just dropped and obviously there's all this crap, but for those of us who are on the side of excitement, it has really brought us together and and what a way to like heal and grow and expand and and celebrate. Um, And so I think Black Panther, uh, the second one will be the same. And yeah. you just like there are things that just like 
nothing brings people together like a good fucking story you know absolutely um, yeah just, that's it's the yeah. number one thing to really bring people together the art of storytelling and yeah, yeah the people griping about little mermaid it's like just let people have fun just, and enjoy things just shut it's up a fucking it's a mermaid it's a fucking mermaid <laughs> i mean that was the same thing a couple years ago i remember uh, i think mall of america had a black santa and it was like santa can't be black it's like what do you it's a fucking yeah. Santa's not real. Get the fuck out of here. Like it's so it's so uh, fucking dumb. I can't yeah. even, just um, go drink a Slurpee or something. Something. Just, something. Yeah, yeah, sit the just, fuck down. Mind <laughs> um I uh, know uh yeah, so we are we're at about time here. Uh where um so the book again remind us when it comes out. It comes out September twenty seventh, available everywhere, also on audiobook, but you know, support your local bookstores if you can't. There you uh, go. Yeah. You gotta <laughs> and, be you. And what's your where where can people find you on social media? Oh, I'm on all the socials. My main home is uh, uh, Instagram at Brandon Kyle Goodman, my full name, and then I'm on Twitter at Brandon K Good. Um, but if you go to Instagram, you'll find everything. That's where you know. Awesome. Wow. Well, yeah, no, yeah, definitely, and yeah, definitely looking forward to the book. So glad uh, we were able to chat about this film. You're welcome back anytime. Would love Yay. to chat with you again. And uh, yeah, really appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I'll talk to you soon.